Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. So glad you're here tonight. If you brought your Bibles, let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 26. How many are ready for the word tonight? I encourage you to grab your word, grab uh, your iPhone, iPad, eyelids, whatever you got, and a pen and some paper because I'm going to give you some things to jot down tonight. I really believe that this message is going to transform uh, how we do life. Um, I believe his word alone should transfer, um, has the power and ability to transfer our life if we accept his word. So tonight, we're going to be kicking off a collection of talks around the subject, fix your focus. Okay, so, so, so fix your focus is where we're going to be, but specifically tonight, what I want to talk to you about is this. What to do when your hope Everybody say hope. When your hope takes a hit. And last week as I would begin praying about, about uh, really what to talk about, because, you know, as you know, if you've been here for the past few weeks, we've been talking about things like stretch for more and pressure and being pressed for purpose. And I was like, God, it's time to lighten up a little bit. Like, you know, everybody, you know, like stretch, it doesn't feel good. It's uncomfortable. That's why we don't like to do it. Being pressed, no, no, but don't, pu- don't push me. So, so I, you know, and if, if I was totally honest tonight, I was like, God, I want to give something uplifting. I want, I, want to, I want us to kind of soar above the circumstances of things that we have to go through in life. And this was God's response to me. Do you want to give them, do you want to give them a high or do you want to give them something real? And I said, okay, we'll give them something real tonight. So it's going to be raw and real. Everybody say raw and real. Because let's face it, it's easy, it's easy to lose hope when you're under attack. Okay. And, I, and you may have been there, and if you haven't, hold on, because it's coming. It's easy to lose hope when you're under attack, and it's easy to lose our way when our hope takes a hit. And I just want to stop right there to encourage somebody and say, you're stronger than you think you are. I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe I'm looking at a bunch of people who they're in their word from the time the sun comes up, and they hit it again when the sun goes down, and they're singing Kumbaya, Jesus is Lord, all throughout the day. I don't know. But for me, sometimes I get, when, when I get stumped and life comes at me, I, I trip up a little bit. Anybody, any, any other trippers in here? I trip up a little bit. It's easy to lose hope when your hope takes a hit, but you're stronger. You are stronger than you think you are. And if you remember back to our previous talk, God allows opposition to reveal the strength that you possess. He allows opposition to come at us only to reveal the strength that you and I possess. Sometimes we just got to realign, everybody say realign, and readjust our focus. Everybody say, I'm fixing my focus. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, say, I'm fixing my focus. I just believe that I'm standing tonight in front of a group of people that are wanting to do something significant for the kingdom. I believe that I'm I'm looking at some married people here tonight that would actually like to have a significant marriage. I mean, nobody, you know, walks the aisle, comes down, accepts the, the vows and the ring and goes, well, I hope this thing works out. No, you want something to be significant in your marriage. I believe there's actually some single people in here that would like to do something significant with their life. Amen? 
I believe there's some parents here tonight that would actually like to be significant parents. But, but people who are wanting to make a difference know that any time you step up to the plate and say, I want to make a difference, it's inevitable that pain, pressure, tribulation, trial is coming. Amen? It's opposition is coming. So we must, check this out, we must have a bold determination and an understanding that what's in front of us and what God has spoken over us concerning our lives is far more greater than anything or anyone that is trying to stop us. We must remember that what God has spoken, you, you need to remember, whatever God has spoken over your life, it's greater and has a greater impact than, than the thing that the enemy's trying to bring at you or even another brother or sister in the Lord because how many knows that when we let our guard down, we too can allow the enemy to use us. It's true. It's true. Don't be deceived. Everybody say going against the flow. I know you're thinking, Matthew, where'd you go? We're we still going to get there, but hold on. So I was thinking about this going against the flow, and some of you know Amy and I were able to get away. It was uh, a couple weeks ago. It was kind of an early um, anniversary uh, present. We celebrated 16 years of marriage on Saturday was our anniversary. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And, uh, yeah, and, um, and so, so we went to New York just to celebrate for a couple of days. We were able to meet uh, really good friends of ours from Georgia that met us there, Michael C. and his wife, Melanie. And so the whole time we're there, we're, we're going places, right? That's what you do. Nobody just goes to New York to sit in a hotel room. So we're going places. But it was, it was crazy because everywhere we went, it seems like we was going in the wrong direction. Why do I say that? Because when we were going this way, this was our conversation. Excuse me. Pardon me. Pardon me. Excuse me. It's like everybody was going that way. We was trying to get that direction. And, and you probably could tell that we were... You know, the tourists, right? You know, big sign. But, and, 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 but the, the cool thing was that when we got to where we needed to be, it was worth all the dodging and weaving. Well, it's the same thing with us and our walk with Christ. We should be going against the flow. We should be constantly having the conversation, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me. And if you've been in this Christian thing long enough, you'll soon find out that you're even having those same conversations with like Christians, <laughs> Who are going with the flow. Not necessarily following the way the world is. But instead of trying to look for new creative ways to reach lost people. They're so stuck in the traditional way of doing it. That you're like excuse me. Pardon me. Pardon me. Excuse me. So then my crazy mind starts thinking. Well how about. Because that's not. That's not. It's painful to always be bumping into people. I mean I was checking myself that night at the hotel for bruises and stuff. Like man some people just move out the way. Right. So then I start thinking well it's not comfortable. And I started thinking about sharpening knives. And I thought, well, when you sharpen a knife, and I really wasn't sure, so I sent a text to my boy, uh, Charlie Lloyd, who makes custom knives. And I said, when you sharpen a knife, the object that you're using to sharpen it with, does it go with the blade or does it go against the blade? And I kid y'all not, I almost jumped out of my backyard when he sent, me this, sent this back to me. I, I mean, it, it, and I, he knew, and I told him, I said, I need to know this. What's the, what's the, you know, what's, how does this happen? I said, um, for, for a message tonight. And this is what he said. He said, um, yes, it goes against it to remove unwanted material to make the edge sharp. I have a feeling he knew, you know, how to put a little oomph on that, a little Jesus on that. But it's so true. So whenever we start going against the flow, whenever we start going against what everybody else is doing in church, out of church, lost people, saved people, What's happening is the edges are getting sharpened because the things that don't need to be there are getting shaved off. Come on, church, talk to me somebody. 
It goes against to remove unwanted material. If you brought your Bibles, reopen them back up. I told you it would be there. Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 says this. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, which means oil press or place of pressing. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Another translation says he began to be deeply stressed. Anybody ever been deeply stressed? You're in good company. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about God in the flesh. Verse 38. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Now this passage shows the humanity of God. Out of all of the verses in the Bible, this particular verse shows us a picture of, of God who is also the Son of God, who is also the Son of Man in his most human form. You know, when we say all the time, you know, that we serve a God who knows our suffering and knows our grief, that's what, that's what we just saw in this, in this verse. We see him at his most vulnerable moment Jesus son of God Jesus son of man this is Jesus on Thursday night before he went to the cross to die for the sins of the world and this passage of scripture is the most critical yet necessary to encourage you and I when life gets rough when our hope gets hit when our hope lands in the ditch when our marriage is under the rocks this verse should give us encouragement to say it's not over can you say that with me say it's not over over your situation whatever yours is your may be bigger than mine or smaller than mine but every one of us has has a situation that the enemy wants us to get and to convince us that this is the way it has to be and this is God's plan for our life so just deal with it no baby I ain't dealing with it I'm gonna put Jesus on it hmm? don't be stressing out on it don't be stressing out on it but this verse is necessary for us to understand that he gets where we are. He understands our sorrow. To help us fix our focus when our hope takes a hit and it seems like all hope is lost. Have you ever been there when your hope takes a hit and you're like, I feel hopeless. There, I don't even know how I can go. There's, there's been through tragedy and through, through death and through questionable situations we don't know. And when it seems like all hope is lost, I'm here tonight to tell you that your hope is not lost. Jesus is your hope and he's not lost. He's very much found. The Bible even says in Romans, I believe it's 528, I can't remember. But it says he's seated at the right hand of the Father right now making intercession for you and for me. Romans 8.34. I don't know what Romans 5.28 is, but it's probably a good verse too. But Romans 8.34 was the verse I was referencing. But it's important that we remember that we don't serve a God who doesn't understand our pain. He understands. He's not a God who doesn't understand grief. He's not a God who doesn't understand sorrow. We just read it. He went through it. Verse 39 says this of the same chapter. Chapter 26, verse 39 says, going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is impossible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Anybody ever prayed that prayer like, hey God, can you give this assignment to somebody else? <laughs> 
If you've ever been uh, in ministry, if you ever taught Sunday school, bless God, if you ever walk behind this wall and start working with these young people, <laughs> some of y'all do. Y'all call and text. Can somebody else take my shift? Okay, anyway, I'm just moving right along. But it's true. Hey, God, this spouse, I know, I think you sent them. Maybe I just chose. But can you do something with this spouse? Amy says it all the time. I know I feel her when she lays her hand on top of the, my forehead in the middle of the night. I, she's praying. I hear stuff like, Jesus, help him. I don't know. That's what it sounds like. But, or those of us that are parents. Hey, God, these kids, they're killing me. Can you help me with these kids? Jesus, take, just give them to somebody else, Jesus. You see what I'm saying? Different scenario, but same thing. He understands our struggles. And even Jesus said, let this pass from me. So for those Christians that say, well, you just need to be careful what, how you, what you speak. And, mm -mm, you need to be real and raw. If it's happening to you, at least speak it out. Because a lie will get you nowhere. Maybe you might want to write that down. I got to stop lying. I'm not talking about you telling a fib. I'm just saying you're not calling things as though they are. I know that's the opposite of faith, but we're going to get there because I don't want to mess up anybody's theology and go, well, Pastor B, he was just a little bit off, a little bit off tonight. Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will. When Amy and I moved down here, it is not what I, I did not want to come back to Chiefland. I'm glad we are here because I would rather be obedient in what he's called me to do than to be disobedient, trying to do it all on my own without him. So, so we said, not my will, but your will, God. But your will, God. And I'm just tell you, it's the, it's the greatest decision that I ever made to follow his will. Imagine where your life, your marriage, your kids, your, this, imagine where, where the world would be if Jesus said, I'm out. Let them figure this out on their own. Bring all the sheep, the goat, the calves, slaughter them all. But my blood, I can't, I'm not doing anything. Imagine what it would be. So imagine what happens when you give up your opportunity to serve. Imagine what happens when you give up your opportunity to, to love on somebody who needs it. I don't feel like it all the time. Neither did Jesus. I'm trying to relieve a little pressure that the church tries to put on people. People don't want to come to church because they're looking at us. They don't have a, it's not that they have a problem with Jesus. They got a problem with us. <laughs> so we got to get right. And the church said, yes, sir. So say I'm fixing my focus. So point number one, what will help you get through a hopeless season when your hope takes a hit? Here it is. Having a made-up mind. If you'll have a made-up mind now, see, the enemy tries to convince us and, and refocus and reshift our mind. But if you'll have a made-up mind and know exactly what God spoke of your life in the, in, in the light, in good times, and let that come to your memory in the bad times. When you're walking around and it's dark and things feel a little sketchy, just remember who God's called you to be. And don't try to do it without him. Having a made-up mind. It's the very thing that has kept our marriage together is having a made-up mind. It's acknowledging the good. There she is. The bad. Here I am. And the ugly. That's me too. It's acknowledging the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, remember, those of us that are married, you remember the vows. It said, I will love you in sickness and in when you're not puking and when you're puking and you're hugging the toilet and I got to hold your hair back. Them times too. I ain't always been the greatest at that because just the sound <laughs> would turn my stomach and I'll be down there where you slide over. 
in good times, in bad. Y'all remember? In good times and in bad, in plenty and in need. Meaning if we have everything, it's, it's all good. If we have nothing at all, we're, st we're sticking through this thing. Amen? It's having a made-up mind is what I'm trying to tell you. Having a made-up mind. It's the same thing in life. If we'll have a made-up mind, the enemy can't shift your focus because your mind's already been made up. Some of you just need to write, I need to make up my mind. Am I going to serve him or serve me? Is it going to be what I want when it's convenient for me? Or do I want to do it for him regardless? Because see, when he did it for us, he, he didn't take into account anything. If, you, if we would receive him, if we wouldn't. Jesus did it anyway. He just wants to look at his church and go, will you guys just do it anyway? Will you just say, when you say, where you lead me, I'll follow, will you really follow? Or just when I clear things out of the way for you to go? Look, the enemy can get, if he can get to the vision, if he can get and convince you that his vision and get us to buy into the picture he's painting, he has basically already won a critical battle. If he can convince us that this is how it has to be. We've all, if we don't have a made-up mind, whenever he tries to paint this... Y'all ever been to plays before where they, where they push out the screen? It changes the whole scenery. Y'all know what I'm talking about? In high school, that's how we had to do it. There was no big curtain. We just pushed this little thing and waved to mom and dad, and, it, and the screen's changed, right? The enemy's doing that all the time in churches, in marriages. When you go out, he, he's sliding this other thing. See this beautiful thing? Got to have a made-up mind. Point number two, when your hope takes a hit, this is it. We need community. And again, I applaud every one of you watching you rise to the okay. I, I was telling somebody the other day of being here after six years, we have tried to create and develop and, 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 and create community. And not just we show up and sit beside somebody at church and, and, and hope we get to see them next week. No, we're doing life with them the next day. We're this... this Saturday night, we're going to have couples night. Why? It's to hang out together. It's, it's, to, it's to interact together. It's to find out what you like to eat, what I like to eat, and when's your birthday, here's mine, and, and, all, and so forth. It's create community. Listen, why community? Because if you're attempting to walk through life and figure out the complexities, complexities of life on your own without community, you're setting yourself up for failure, and as a matter of fact, you're walking on dangerous ground. We were created for community. If you try to do it without wisdom, without godly counsel of others, you're in a dangerous, dangerous position. We exist for community. We are better in community, and we are stronger in community. Watching how you guys have, have, have when tragedy strikes or when, when life gets crazy or unexplainable things happen, how the body has just rushed in and, 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 and just... just even when people don't ask for it, we just, we're, we're right there. We create strength for somebody else. That's, that's, how, that's community. Can't everybody say that? Because if you try to build community out there, everybody wants to come to the party when you're supplying the booze and you're supplying the pills. Let me just be real for just a minute. But, but when you get strung out and you can't no longer, where'd your friends go? Right? So don't look to try to create community out there because that's, that, that's friends of convenience as long as it's convenient for them. But in here, we want to say whether it's convenient or whether it's not, we're community and we stand together. Amen? Come on, give Jesus Christ some praise in the house because that's all about him. It's all about him. 
Now, listen, in community, it does not mean to tell your business to everybody. Because everybody, even in the church, ain't got your, your best interests at heart. They what I like to call nosy Christians. You got to find some people that you can, you can have gut level conversations with. That they won't, they won't condemn you. They won't laugh at you. They won't push you away. No, baby, they're going to propel you forward regardless of what you're going through. They're going to walk with you and say, come on, we got, oh, you tripped up a little bit? Here, let me help you, let me help you. But we're still going forward. See, those people out there, they'll laugh at you. They'll, they'll, you go, you're going to be the, the laugh of the party. They're gonna, they're not, they don't have your best interests at heart. You need to hang out with some people that love you. Everybody say Community. Point number three, we must, when you get, when your hope gets kicked to the curb and you feel like you have no hope, you've got to get to a place where you feel comfortable crying out to God. Too many, for too long, the church has created this, this mirage that you've got to have everything together. That's weary and tiresome, even for a pastor. That's why I don't care. You accept me like I am. Tattoos, jewelry, hair, no hair. Holy jeans, no jeans, shorts. I can't get caught up in all this whatever you think it needs to be. High water hair, keep it, keep it nice and tight. I can't get caught up in that. Because I guarantee you when we get to heaven, the scenery ain't going to be exactly like you have been taught in flannel board vacation Bible school that it's going to be. I want it to blow me away. I want, when I get, I want, I want to see my loved ones. I want to see, but I want to see Jesus. I love that old chorus. Bowed on my knees and cried holy. It's good. I'm, I want to see him, but I want to see Jesus. But I'm just convinced that the scenery is not going to be like I've been brought up and taught to, it, it's going, was supposed to be. Because I serve a God that blows my mind every day. But, but let, me, let me say this, and I, I'm, I'm going to wind down in just a second. I, I, I'm trying to give you some things tonight. We're going to keep diving into this. But I'm trying to set some groundwork on community. For those of us that are inside community, okay? Let me just pastor you for just a second. We got to be careful that we don't do a disservice to people, Okay? Because I've had to untrain some things that I've been taught through the years being around different denominations in ministry. And, 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 and you, you never, I think it was Cole and I were having the conversation, you don't know, you just believe everything you hear because it came from the platform. But once you start having a relationship with Jesus and you find out who he is to you and that he loves you in spite of you, remember I told you he'll blow your mind? He blows my mind that his grace covers me in spite of my ugly, nasty, jacked up self. Amen? Y'all missed a good time for a little praise break right there. Because I'm talking about he loves you in spite of the decision you made last year, last month, last week, last night. He loves you. Regardless, his grace covers. But this is what I wanted to say about those of us that are in community. We, gotta, we, got, we can't get to a place where we begin telling people what's happening to them isn't really happening. And what I'm talking about is this, because I've watched a lot of people. I, I understand that you frame your, 
your, your world with your words. And it's important that we don't speak things into existence. I understand that. But people who say, and there'll, there'll be people that are going to come in. You might be sitting beside somebody that goes, man, I'm, man, I'm battling depression. Good Christian said, no, you're not. Don't speak that. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. No, I'm depressed. <laughs> but I believe that God can deliver me from that. See, that's faith. Faith cannot lie. Faith must tell the truth. And until you tell the truth, you cannot be set free. So this getting caught up in, in making people feel bad because they got a headache. Doctor said I got cancer. No, you don't. <laughs> well, it's in there. I'm not talking about me, but I'm just, that's, 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 how, the, that's how religion train, has trained us. Don't speak that. Well, it's not my cancer. It's his because he paid for it. By his stripes, I am healed. I'll cover that with faith. But I'm going to actually acknowledge what's going on in me because, see, that's how we mess up people. They're like, well, if I can't even acknowledge it, I, I'm battling depression. No, you're not, <laughs> but I am. I broke my foot. No, you didn't. <laughs> I broke my foot. Well, for me, it was I sprained my foot. But if somebody's trying to come and tell me I didn't, baby, I did. As a matter of fact, I went to the doctor to make sure he could shoot a picture of it and tell me what I already knew. Well, where's your faith? My faith is I know that I don't have to stay limping that way. Same thing in our spiritual walk. Just because you start limping through a season of your life doesn't necessarily mean you have to stay there, but you must acknowledge that you're going through it in order for God to do a little something to it. You need to speak faith. Faith will not lie. Faith cannot lie. Acknowledge what you're going through. When you can acknowledge, people are watching you go through hell, and they're, and, and you, well, bless the Lord, he's, he's been good. He's good to me anyway. People say, I'm broke. No, you're not. You're blessed and highly favored. Have you looked at my checking account? I'm broke. <laughs> acknowledge the realness be raw and real. Acknowledge the realness and then watch God work and then make sure you acknowledge his, his hand on that situation as it turns around, see? Because until you acknowledge it, people, people may not know what you're going through. And if you walk in and go, well, I, I'm, I'm great, but inside you're dying inside. You're struggling inside. You got a headache. You, you, your family's falling apart. Be honest with somebody and say, hey, you know what? My life's a wreck right now, but I know it don't have to stay that. Then begin testifying over your situation. It doesn't have to stay that way. Watch God work. But if you just walk around and not tell nobody, you're going to be miserable. I don't want to be miserable. If I'm having a bad day, I'm going to tell somebody. And I might not tell all of y'all, but I got a few people around me that I'm going to share that with who are going to pick me up and walk with me because some of y'all might judge me. Now, y'all can say, no, nah, we wouldn't press to be. We love y'all. No, nah, you love me until you watch me fall. See, that's not popular preaching in traditional church. I don't serve a traditional God. Matter of fact, God sent his son to earth to abolish tradition and religion and said, it's all about me. Forget all this cow licking, cow tipping, all this stuff, crystal licking, all this stuff you've been doing trying to get help. I'm sending you the help. And do you know that even back then, people still didn't get it and didn't accept it. And he tried to make it as simple as can be. In closing, what I'm saying is this. You're not dishonoring God by telling the reality of your situation. 
I'm not trying to confuse anybody theologically, okay? But just be real. The reason these messages come out in a birth is because it's to get us to a place where we're real. Because if we're up here pushing facades around, VIPs, hey, we're glad you're here. We got a cup for you, we want to give you on the way out. Hey, we're so glad you're here today. Just new facades. Every, if that's all we're doing, people can watch. They know that it's fake and phony. Matter of fact, they just want to come up and go, you ain't real. That's not even a real picture. We want people to walk in. I'm sure when people, when people walk in for different things from the, within the community, when they walk in here and see, we, we hear it all the time. Wow. Really, somebody from another ministry came in this week to help me with some stuff and said, really love what you, what you guys have done with this place. It, like, it's not your traditional church. And I went, bing, he gets it. It's not. Because when people, when people look at the tradition, they see tradition. That's all they, that's, that's all they got. But we want them to see Jesus because that's all they need. Did you hear what I said? When people, when people, all they have is religion, that's all they got. But when they see Jesus, that's all that they need. That's all that they need. So you're not dishonoring God by telling the reality of your situation. Why? Because until you tell the truth, and I already said it, you can't be set free. So tell the truth. So going back over where, we, where we've been on fixing our focus, when your hope takes a detour or your hope takes a hit, you got to have a made-up mind. So tonight, you've, you've got to, if you're, if, you're, if you're in a storm right now, now's the moment to go, I am shifting, even though everything's swirling around me, I'm shifting and refocusing, recalibrating right now. Right now, I'm doing it. Okay? Right, I know that it's a little tighter, it's a little more pressure, but you got to make that happen. Because you won't get into the next step. Matter of fact, you won't care nothing about community because you're, still, you're still, st still trying to figure out what to do. If you'll just line it up and watch everything else get quiet, then you can follow out these next steps and the other steps we're going to give you over the next couple weeks. Now, for those of us that aren't in a storm right now, it's a little easier to recalibrate and realign. But make your mind up. This is what God said about me. This is the promise that God gave me. Even though it's not, even though it's not happened yet, have a made up mind so the enemy can't. We'll talk about Eve and, and, and how he tried to change. He just he planted a seed in the, all, all the way back to Genesis. The serpent planted a seed in Eve's what? Mind. Here, eat. Eat of the fruit that's supposedly for, forbidden. Did he, really, did he really mean if you eat this, you're going to, what, die? Oh, yeah, if God said it, he really meant it. He planted a seed in her mind. That's why you got to have a made-up mind. So if somebody or someone in the church, out of the church, tries to deposit a seed of doubt, unbelief in you, because your mind's already made up, it's just, I mean, you can, seeds are so small, you just, I'm thinking of like a, a, a bell pepper seed, just a little bit, matter of fact, it just, blow it away have a made up mind have a made up mind and then within community within the community 
lean on community. Find, find, find four or five people that you know love you and that you know you can be raw and real with. You can tell them what you're going through. They're not going to be there to laugh at you or push you away, but propel you forward in your walk. And you're going to do that walk together. Find some people inside the community, but, but make sure that you stick with community. You were not created to do it alone. If that was the case, the only person that would ever lived on planet Earth would have been Adam. We wouldn't be here. It'd just been him. And then I guess, I, I don't know if he would have lived forever or what. I, but Adam would have been it. But what'd he say? It's not good for man to be a, alone. Why? Because we were created for community. We were created to be together. And then when life does get crazy, just like Jesus did in Matthew 26, cry out. Cry out. Don't let tradition and religion tell you, you got to be quiet. Well, I got I to gotta pretend that it's all. It's, no, man. Family member dies. Cry out to God. Spouse leaves. Cry out to God. Acknowledge your situation and watch God change. But if you don't acknowledge it, he's like, man, I really created. That they don't even respond to what's going on they're not even turning to me cry out to God everybody's standing all over this room I want to pray for you Father I thank you for your word tonight thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online at Forward we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually directing our lives and giving us focus it is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.